Welcome to 5x5 Crypto. Each week, we cover the so what of five crypto developments in about five minutes. My name is Afo, and I'm interested in crypto. Like and subscribe on Substack, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. I think you'll enjoy this week's episode. Let's go. So here's the question. Is the economy going to boom or bust? This question has been popping up everywhere. The Russia-Ukraine conflict has pushed oil prices sky high, inflation has been soaring, and many people are feeling the pinch in their wallets. So what's the deal? Are we going to have the economy boom or bust? Well, my friends, the answer is in the sales of men's underwear. Alan Grinspan, the former head of the Federal Reserve, once said that the sales of men's underwear are a key economic indicator. Get this. So this theory is that men's underwear are discretionary spending. No one sees them except in the locker room or, you know, if they're about to, you know. But when the economy is bad, men postpone replacing their tired, worn, disgusting underwear. And this theory actually proved true during the 2008 recession. I found a study across 56 countries that explore this topic. And the takeaway is that the theory does not hold true across all countries. So the researchers found a strong correlation between men's underwear sales and economic performance in Kuwait, Armenia, and Ecuador, whereas there was a negative correlation in Cyprus, France, and Mexico. So friends, I have got one question for you. Do you plan to buy more underwear in the next 30 days? Please fill out the anonymous survey. On my mind, crypto for good. So I have 60 first cousins, I kid you not. And I recently had a nice long chat with one of them. And during the pandemic, my cousin told me that she and her husband buckled down and refocused. The result? They doubled their income over the past year. That's insane. But get this, they are not any happier. Instinctively, I know this to be true. Beyond a certain point, additional money doesn't yield more happiness. In fact, it might be the opposite. The great poet Biggie said it best when he said, more money, more problems. Now, don't get me wrong. I am an ambitious person. I want more. One of my goals is to leave an inheritance for my grandchildren. That said, I have come to realize that achieving that magic number won't necessarily make me any happier. Life is unpredictable. There will be tears and laughter. So if you're guaranteed to cry, is it not better to cry in a Rolls Royce or a Lucid versus a broken down and unreliable dumpster fire. But what would make me happier? It's impact. No, scratch that. Positive impact. This week was the 15th anniversary of my maternal grandpa's passing. He was a phenomenal human being, a simple, hardworking, ambitious, and kind man. Grandpa's life was transformed by a scholarship in fourth grade. And through grit and grace, he became a doctor, then the chief medical officer of Nigeria. He directly treated thousands of patients, but his influence positively impacted millions.
Now, unlike a bunch of my cousins, I decided not to become a doctor. Instead, I'm going autoloring, which means choosing a separate path in crypto. But the shared values and dear have always been guided by thinking about the potential for impact as I've navigated my career journey. So this brings me to crypto. Too often, people focus on price, but miss the underlying technology. I believe crypto can be a force for good by solving real-world problems. I want to dig in and learn more about these solutions. Now, here's the question. Would you be interested in a series where I highlight some of the solutions, people, and technologies addressing real-world problems? Vote here. Tell me what you would like to see or not. News. Number one. First crypto war, now NFTs. It's been said that the Russia's invasion of Ukraine is the first crypto war. Now NFTs are getting in on it too. Look, given West Africa's colonial past, I am painfully aware that it is the victor who gets to write history. The Ukrainian government is establishing an NFT collection memorializing the war, so presumably it will feature stories of Russian atrocities and Ukrainian courage. Each piece will be art representing a story from a trusted source written onto an unchangeable globally distributed blockchain. Now, the funds raised from the sales would support humanitarian relief. Would you get in on this? Number two, Russia accepts Bitcoin for oil and gas. So on the other side of the conflict, Russia has been increasingly isolated by Western countries. And so now the Russian government is indicating that they may soon start accepting Bitcoin payments for oil and gas sales. Now, this is part of a larger story where the US dollar, some call it the petrodollar, is being challenged as the de facto currency for global oil trade. So when China buys oil from Saudi Arabia, they pay in US dollars. Isn't that odd? I mean, if you lived in the US but wanted to buy avocados from Mexico, would you pay for them in Nigerian Naira? I don't think so. But there is a history and reason why it is that way today. And now it's being challenged first by the Chinese yuan, but also Bitcoin. Now, there could be implications for the US economy if this catches on at scale, but that's a whole nother conversation. Number three, big oil is mining Bitcoin. Look, I love it when my worlds collide. For context, I started my career in oil and gas as an engineer, then a market analyst. Now, this week, ExxonMobil disclosed that it has been mining Bitcoin with waste natural gas in North Dakota. And Exxon is reportedly also considering Bitcoin mining products around the world, including in Nigeria, Argentina, and Germany. Exxon is far from being alone in this endeavor, ConocoPhillips and other companies have been doing so for some time. So last year, a friend and I were actually evaluating starting a company to mine Bitcoin with flared gas in Nigeria. We had some deep concerns and it didn't progress. I'm feeling really wistful reading about Exxon executing on this idea. Maybe we should have persevered. Maybe it's not too late. Number four. First, Fashion Week in the Metaverse. Calling all fashionistas. The first Metaverse Fashion Week is upon us, my friends. The Central Land is hosting the MVFW from March 24th to 27th, featuring over 60 established and digital native brands, 
including the likes of Esti Lador to Ferrera 21. Attendees can snag NFT wearables, listen to expert panels, and have fun at after parties, all in the metaverse. Also, there's a robot named Sophia who will be walking around wearing the latest NFT wearables. If you spot her in the metaverse, you can snap a selfie and enter a giveaway. Number five, Governor of Florida, you should be able to pay your taxes in Bitcoin. So it's tax season. Governor DeSantis of Florida wants to make it possible for businesses to pay taxes in Bitcoin. Now, why businesses? Well, you have to remember, in the Sunshine State, there are no income taxes from individuals. Now, this makes a ton of sense because Miami has been positioned itself as the epicenter for the crypto industry. And it's particularly meaningful because Governor DeSantis is one of the frontrunners to be the Republican candidate for president in the next election. So maybe at the very least, he could actually introduce this topic to the national stage. But get this, Florida won't be the first. That crown belongs to Colorado. Earlier this month, the Centennial State became the first in the country to accept crypto tax, crypto for tax payments. Now, it's expected to go into effect in June. In Colorado, the plan is to accept crypto payments, but they will convert them into dollars for deposit into the state's treasury. I guess the next move would be to hold crypto on the state's balance sheet. Now, which state is going to be the first to do that? I hope you have a great week. That's all I have for you today. Remember, April Fool's Day is this Friday. Udabo. Afro.